0: Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG, and we're online at kpcg.fm. Live links at thetrumpet.com And all of our programming is available there Or wherever you like to get your podcasts You can find our programming In Mr. Herbert W. Armstrong's book The Incredible Human Potential He asks a very powerful question He asks this What is true Christian conversion? What is true Christian conversion? How would you answer that question? I think there'd be a lot of different thoughts and ideas if people were asked in general about that. But we have to go to the Bible and see what the Bible says about true Christian conversion. And we can notice what the Bible says in Romans 8. So if you have a Bible that's handy, we could look at these passages together and see what the Bible says. We need the Bible's definition as to what conversion is. Romans 8 Starting in verse 6, we'll read verses 6 through 9. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. In other words, those that are thinking with a carnal mind. Verse 9 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And so a Christian then is one who has received and in whose mind dwells the Holy Spirit of God. We have to have received and have the Spirit of God dwelling in us. It has to be in our mind. Mr. Armstrong writes this in The Incredible Human Potential. He says, so understand this. A person is a Christian in God's sight only while God's Holy Spirit is dwelling in him, not before and not after. So that's a pretty clear definition there from Romans, and then Mr. Armstrong expounds upon that. We have to have God's Spirit, and it has to be dwelling in us, and we have to be growing, as we'll see. A person receives God's Spirit upon repentance and faith, being baptized with a laying on of hands by a minister of God. And of course, God has to do the calling and call somebody to that, and they have to accept that. And then when a person receives God's Spirit, they must use it to continue to grow and to develop the character of God. There has to be this continual growth process. And Christ taught all about this, this conversion process, in Luke 19. So again, part of the process is obviously the, the calling, which is so important. God has to call. John 6 and verse 44 says that. And then the person has to repent, and they have to have faith in Christ's sacrifice and go through the, the process of baptism and the laying on of hands. But it has to be a life of growth, a life of development, a a process that continues from that. That's not the whole process. That's vitally important, the baptism and such, but then there's a process that goes forward. And Christ taught about this. He he gave a parable in Luke 19. So if you'd like to look at Luke 19, we'll see what Christ taught about this. Uh, Continual growth is needed. Continual growth and development. Fruits of the Holy Spirit. Luke 19 and verse 12, it says, He said, Therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants, and he delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. So this is a parable talking about Jesus Christ, who did, of course, live humanly, was a perfect sacrifice, died, was crucified, and He went away to a far country. He's on the right hand of God, the Father in heaven, as our intercessor and advocate and high priest and the head of his church. And he's working very much uh, on behalf of his people today. So when he comes back, though, he's going to want to see what people gain, those that he gave this pound to. And that typifies a bit of God's Holy Spirit. Those people that were called and went through the baptismal process and received God's Spirit, the laying on of hands, what, what did they do with that gift that God gave? Well, Christ is going to find out. He will return with the kingdom of God. He'll have that kingdom, and he wants to know what people did. Those that were given his Spirit, what did they do with it? And verse 16, then came the first, saying, Lord, your pound has gained ten pounds. Each one of them gets a pound, and and this person, they gain ten. And he said unto him, Well, you good servant, because you have been faithful in a very little, have you authority over ten cities. So there's a reward. A reward is given for growth. Salvation can't be earned in that sense, but God does reward us according to our works. He wants to see what we'll do, and then he gives us a reward based upon how much we've grown. Verse 18, the second came, saying, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. And he likewise said to him, well, be you over five cities. Pretty clear what he's saying here. Okay, if you've gained 10, then you get a bigger reward. If you've gained five, well, it's it's good. Lesser reward, but it's still good. And verse 20, And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is your pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared you, because you are an austere man. You take up that you lay not down, and reap that you did not sow. And he said unto him, Out of your own mouth will I judge you, you wicked servant. Wow, this person's a wicked servant. You knew, it says, that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gave not you my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury? And he said unto them that stood by, Take him, take from him the pound, and give it to him that has ten pounds. In verse 25, they said, Well, Lord, he's got ten pounds. Verse 26, he says, For I say unto you, that unto every one which has shall be given, and from him that has not, even that he has shall be taken away from him. so this last servant, he didn't do anything with it. He didn't grow. He didn't grow. He, He didn't do anything. And he didn't grow, and so there was no reward for him, and he even missed out on the gift of salvation. So conversion, you see this is a process here. God's spirit has to be present, and then a person has to grow. They have to grow. Mr. Armstrong comments on this parable in The Incredible Human Potential. And he says, on his return, his servants to whom he had given the money, that is the beginning unit of God's spirit at conversion, are to be called to an accounting. See, we all have to think about that. If we've been called and if we've been given God's spirit and, you know, repented and had faith and been baptized and received that down payment of God's spirit, well, then the question is, well, what are we doing with it? We will be called to an accounting. How, how much should we grow in the conversion process? Christ is going to find out how much every person has gained while he was gone. We read that. How much have you gained? What did you do with what I gave you? Mr. Armstrong says this means each Christian is expected to grow spiritually. In spiritual knowledge and grace. And you can see that in 2 Peter 3 and verse 18. We have to grow in spiritual knowledge and grace. He says the Christian life is a life of spiritual going to school. Of training for a position in God's kingdom. When and after we shall be changed from mortal to immortal. And when we shall be no longer flesh and blood humans, but composed of spirit, with eternal life inherent. And that's what God wants to do, is bring mankind into his family, to change us from humans to spirit. But we have to grow. We've got to grow, and we're training for a position in God's kingdom. You know, in the, in the, the parable that we read there in Luke, that's what, that's what the parable's about, The nobleman returning with a kingdom, and then his servants being, you know, giving an account and seeing where they can fit into that kingdom. What can they do? How have they grown? Mr. Armstrong continues He says, In the parable, the first came to report he had multiplied what he had been given 10 times. You see, the receiving of God's Spirit is God's gift. That is what God does, it comes by grace as a gift. We can't earn it. But all through the New Testament, it is made plain, we shall be rewarded according to our works. Not saved by works we have done, this man had, by his own application, multiplied his spiritual gift ten times. His one pound was now ten pounds. He received a greater reward than the one who had gained five pounds. He put in effort by his own application, by submitting to God and letting God direct him in this life, He grew and he prepared for that kingdom and and could be given an awesome reward. And the reward doesn't just benefit that person. Then they can help other people. Mr. Armstrong says the nobleman, Christ, said to him, Well, you good servant, because you have been faithful in a very little, have you authority over ten cities. So he had qualified to rule, as Mr. Armstrong points out. And he'd been obedient to God's commands. He'd follow God's government, and there's a big point there that we have to learn to be ruled before we can learn to rule. The idea of ruling seems pretty good, I think. Most people like that on some level, but we have to learn to be ruled first. That's such an important point. We have to follow government, and then we can be used to help implement that, that government. That's part of that conversion process. That's how we grow following God's government, obeying his commands. And as we see, the second servant, he increased his spiritual stock of goods five times. So he qualified in this life for half as much as the first servant, and he was given that reward, half the reward. And so the parable of the pounds shows, Mr. Armstrong writes, the parable of the pounds shows Christians are to rule under Christ. When the kingdom of God is set up, Jesus was speaking of government, world government. He's speaking of world government, a real government that will come and rule. The government of God will rule this earth when Jesus Christ returns. And right now, those people that he's working with through this conversion process have to be developing fruits. Fruits of God's spirit and multiplying God's spirit and using it and growing from it. It's a process. It's not it's not just to get baptized and that's it. It's a conversion process that has to continue. And as Mr. Armstrong points out, the purpose of the Christian life is to train future kings to rule with and under Christ. So it's a process. It's a process. And we need to be growing and developing the character of God. And... As we read, a Christian, a person that's truly converted, is one who has received and in whose mind dwells the Holy Spirit of God. And then, of course, they have to be using it. They have to be using it to grow. And it is a process. It is a process. And it's something that we have to continue to work at and to keep growing and to keep developing. And that's why we have time in this life to have experience and to use God's spirit correctly and and to grow and if we make mistakes to get up and to keep going and make sure that we are repenting and continuing to repent and to change we have to grow and we read about that or we re- heard the reference in 2 Peter 3:18 we have to grow spiritually in grace and knowledge of Christ that's in 2 Peter 3 in verse 18 it's a continual growth process a growth process and Mr. Armstrong writes that because many do not correctly understand the whole above-mentioned process that he described there and the incredible human potential, and we've hit some of the highlights, he said they can become discouraged and some even give up trying to live a Christian life. He says, why? Well, it's because the false notion that a Christian is one who becomes perfect at one fell swoop or that one cannot become a Christian until he has broken all wrong habits and made himself righteous. And so he he explains that, look, it is a process. And he's again, it's not just his thinking on it or something like that. He's taking it from the Word of God. It's a process. It takes time. God has to call people, and they have to repent and change and receive the Spirit of God and have God's Spirit in their mind. That's what makes them a Christian. And then be growing and be changing and be developing more godly character and all of it being done to help us prepare for the kingdom of God. That's what we have to be doing. And again, God's purpose, above all things, is creating perfect and righteous character in mankind. Creating that perfect and righteous character so that we can be part of his family. But it is a process. Conversion is a process, and it does require being called. It does require repenting. It does require faith. It requires baptism, the laying on of hands, the receiving of God's Spirit. And then as we saw there from the parable of the pounds, It requires using God's spirit to grow and to develop more of God's character. And we have to do that our entire lives. Keep growing and keep growing and changing and preparing to be part of the kingdom of God so he can use us in whichever way he sees fit. And we want to be as useful as possible, of course. So it is a process and it is something we have to continue to work at every day. If you'd like to learn more about What it means to be converted and that process and how that all works and get into the depths of it and the detail of it. The Incredible Human Potential, we've read some from that today. That's free at thetrumpet.com. Please get that book and study that. There's an entire chapter on what do you mean conversion? And it explains that and gives us the the Bible-based answers that we need. And also, of course, the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's free at thetrumpet.com. There's a lesson on the day of Pentecost, which talks a lot about this as well. And, of course, many, many topics. And that's all free. And it's at thetrumpet.com. Please sign up for it if you don't have it. And uh, and it's a great lesson and a great course to go through. And then particularly the lesson on uh, Pentecost as well. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live By Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live By Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.